Let's try this. Hola! <laughs> Hola y, y bienvenidos de nuevo al podcast Animation Revaluation. Soy su anfitrión, Lizer, y conmigo como siempre están Jay y James. And for English speakers, hello and welcome back to the Animation Revaluation Podcast. I'm your host, Lizer, and with me, as always, are Jay and James. What's up, guys? Saludos! Salutations! <laughs> I figured I'm we, honestly, we watched I'm the honestly, Spanish like, movie. You got, you got me. I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually impressed. <laughs> yeah, you impressed me. <laughs> I, I was surprised me. you knew what it was, like, the one of the words you said. I, didn't even, I never even heard of that. <laughs> Yeah, my Spanish isn't the best, but it's passable. It's more passable than mine. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, how you doing, guys? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain. Solid week. You can complain, okay. but it just won't do any I, good. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I think uh, my husband tackled a customer t uh, the other day. Cause she was caught stealing and she like <laughs> she fucking um like as she as she like we she, like we knew she, she was stealing and we were like telling her to like uh empty out her pockets and everything and then she was just like she just went all she just went off pretty much and like she had like an apple that she took from us and like bit into it as she stared into the owner's face <laughs> oh <laughs> and then she uh like she just ran for the door then like the door opened slowly so like she was waiting for the door to open and that's when the owner tackled her oh what threw me off is you said your husband yeah that's did, true. I, did i say yeah. that yeah yeah <laughs> you, you said my I husband even... i was like excuse me when did well, this man. happen i thought we were friends i don't know this <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize I said that. <laughs> I just let it flow. I was like, alright, I'm sure that'll get explained later. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I meant to say boss. <laughs> oh, I see what relationship you have with your boss. Yeah. <laughs> he said that shit oh. so smooth. He's like, my husband tackled somebody. He's like, oh, yeah, alright. <laughs> my work husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty eventful though. Yeah, yeah. I think I was so I was so in, in, into telling the story. I didn't realize what I fucking said. <laughs> I was so invested in the story that for like a solid thirty seconds, I was gay. Much. And you know what? I'm alright with that, man. <laughs> you do you. I... <laughs> How you doing, Jess? I was like, oh no. <laughs> I, really, I hope she heard all of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be awkward, lady. <laughs> I was like, don't worry, no one listens to the podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my, yeah, okay. <laughs> from my work, from my work, no one <laughs> That would be bad, though. I'm going to specifically ask her to like share it with your coworkers now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the specific episode, too. <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh boy, how about That's you, it, I'm going on Reddit. <laughs> no, not Reddit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't keep a straight face while saying that. Uh, how, but, uh, how about you? Nothing, nothing eventful like the, um, like, like the workplace story, but I'm just kind of taking it one day at a time. Just kind of... Yeah, I feel that, man. What about you, Laser? Uh, I had to call the cops today. Nothing major. Well, for me, so, <laughs> like it's, it's, a, it's it sucked. It's a normal that, thing. Uh, Cause like somebody asked me to call the cops because like an old like homeless man harassed him and like spit on him. Oh, so like Jesus. I had to do that, and then yeah. the cops showed up like two hours later, and the guy was long gone. <laughs> it's like thanks guys <laughs> two hours <laughs> like on the dot yeah. two hours <laughs> yeah it's two hours for a non-emergency yeah but it's like they time that shit on the dot no yeah they do it's like this is the maximum amount of hours that has to go by for us to come so it's just like we're gonna come at the last like two hours on the dot that's what she said <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, that's probably the most exciting thing I'm willing to talk about on stream. Uh, that nice. happened. Yeah, I don't want to get like too personal with stuff that happens in my life. <laughs> uh, but one cool thing I did this week was uh, I watched a movie. I also watched the movie. It was well, I... from what I hear, it was the first time for you, huh, Jay? Yeah. Nice. So what was your rating? <laughs> Just jump right into it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, overall, did you end up liking it without just giving us a rating, just an overall grade? Did you, or did you have any insight of, like, what you, like, knew about it? Or any, if you knew anything about it? So, the only thing that I actually knew about this movie was, like, most of the music. Everything else I knew nothing about. But, uh, I like the movie, to put it simply. Nice. Nice. Well, thanks for coming, guys. Um... <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week. Yeah. Uh... No, no, but uh, go ahead, James. You, you, you have the floor. Yeah, well, I'm just going to pick up a little bit from, like, where Jay left off, where... Like the story takes place in Colombia. Um, I I wasn't able to determine like at what period it took place because it seemed like it was, um, especially when um, certain events happened. certain events happen. Yeah. Yes, it it's based on like a real life thing, so it it is it does have a specific set point. I just can't remember it. Well, I'll. I'll go into the movie a bit more where it starts off with um, Alma Madrigal and um, I guess her granddaughter Maribel Madrigal. And pretty much they're telling a story about um, how th their Encanto and Miracle came together. Pretty much um, the, um, her and the abuelos... Um, village was attacked by some kind of like armed forces i guess 
And then pretty much, like, they just started, like, pillaging the town. And then all the townspeople all left. And then um, pretty much they were just chased out of town. And then I guess the abuelo just tried to, like, fend them off. But he ended up being killed into dispute. And then because of this... Um, uh, they, d I did. They didn't really get to explain like how it got to happen. It's just more like because of the sudden loss and all the emotion. Uh, this just regular candle, because um, the raid happened at night, just turned into like a magical candle, and then uh, this miracle was just born and created, which uh, pushed out all the armed forces away, um, and pretty much it made a little secluded kind of paradise. And surrounded by mountains to kind of protect them, um, and and also it created. I, I don't know if it, the, it created the house as well, but it's just kind of like it all came into like one package where it's just it's the mountains and like the village and like the uh, that it was. I think it was just mostly the house that was just mostly um, the enchanted part of the Encanto. And pretty much um, from that point, um, that same day was when they were telling the stories when Maribel gets her, uh, well, suppose, at least uh, it was the day of her gift ceremony. Um, and I guess because she, uh, was it Alma and um, Pedro, they had three children. And all three of them, one being Julieta, and then there's Peppa, and then there's Bruno. Um, but we, you don't know much about Bruno, <laughs> at least in the beginning. <laughs> um, and then, I guess because of the Encanto, I guess everybody who is a Madrigal um, uh, gets... A power, I am, I guess. So, when Julieta got her power, she got, I guess, I guess, I guess, like a healing ability. So anything like she cooks, like food wise, any, any, anything that she made, um, can heal any injury or like anything really. Mm. And then Peppa is pretty much just like Storm from X Men, <laughs> so she she could just harness the weather. Um, uh, it doesn't, she, I can't really say, like, how, to what extent, but, like, the reason, like, why it's, like, always sunny and everything, I imagine it's because of Peppa. Yeah, it's dependent on her mood. Yeah, so it's, I guess, that's the only difference between her and Storm, is just that, um... She doesn't uh, have, like, her, full control over it. Yeah, it's just based on her, remor her, her emotions. Um, and then Bruno, uh, you find out, um his powers involves premonition uh pretty much i don't know how f f i guess he I, I guess his premonition goes pretty far uh but he can't really control like how far or like when it'll happen he just knows that uh, he can see the future and it will happen in some capacity of the way he saw it um and then all three of uh no actually not Bruno didn't have any children. <laughs> um Julieta and Peppa got married. Um Julieta married um a guy named Agustin. 
and Peppa May uh, married someone named Felix, and they all both of them had three children. Um, one of them being Maribel, which I mentioned. And then she had two older sisters, uh, the next one being Luisa, and the other one being Isabella. And for Peppa's children, um, the oldest being Dolores, uh, then it being Camilo. At this point, if you know that as far as their powers go, um, Isabella, I guess, has, uh, I, gu I guess the way I always saw it is just pretty much she's kind of like Poison Ivy in a sense. So it's just she can make anything with plants. I I guess particularly flowers, but um, as you like watch like the show, it's, I, she can just make them more just than just flowers. So like I don't really know the extent of her powers apart from just anything plants. And then Luisa is pretty much um, just super strength. Um, so pretty much like anything, uh, everything, like they just have Luisa do because she can do it very easily. Yeah. Um, and Dolores, she has super hearing. Um, and that's just pretty much the extent of her, um, superpower. It's not really much, um, she can do with that. She just, uh, I think they only really say she can listen like over a mile away. <laughs> um and then Camilo's a shapeshifter so she could shape I don't know how far extent his shapeshifting abilities are but he can turn to like any like person that um he knows I guess and then Antonio well the the, the movie starts off with um his gift ceremony is right that day um and one second well i know he's kind of um scared a little bit because it's a, his first um when it's his first uh, gift ceremony the um, so he's a little bit nervous and then um i didn't mention but um do do not dolores um, maribel actually didn't actually get a gift uh, compared to the other children and it's not really explained why um it's just for some reason or another she didn't get her powers but she doesn't um let it affect her but it it still does but she still tries her best to help out with the family yeah, there's a couple of theories behind that but we, we can get into that later yeah and so pretty much um, everybody's kind of worried if Antonio is going to get a power because like Mirabel never got it. So like they're not sure if there's like if like children are still like can get in uh, Encanto powers, I guess. Um, but everyone reassures that it's just uh, we'll just keep trying, keep going again. And you find out um, he has the power to. Uh, Talk, um, I guess talk to animals. I don't know if he has any control over it, but um, he can he can he can communicate and understand with animals. Um, and I know when he was feeling nervous, they made a little kind of um cue about it, where um 
he I guess he always liked animals already before he even got that power. So maybe it's just kind of just goes hand in hand um, with that. Um, his power just kind of reflected him personally. So that's why his power kind of reflected that. So like uh, that just made me think that um, maybe they're just powers just kind of reflect a little bit of their personalities. But that's just, that's, that's just a theory. Um, I'm not exactly sure about that though. Um, and then pretty much they're celebrating Antonio's and Mir um, no, not, not Mirabel's, but um, Antonio's um, gift celebration and everything. And then Mirabel's feeling a little left out, but she starts realizing because um, she leaves like the party for like a second that there's like cr cracks in the in the Encanto I guess like in the in the house in the casita that they they just call casita and pretty much uh, they she's kind of worried that that the magic is kind of like in danger and then she overhears her grandma uh, pretty much saying that she's also worried about the miracle and that like she just uh, wishes she could do something about it but like she's not really sure what to do so she's just kind of like worried about it all the time so Mirabelle just uh, goes she she wonders how she can fi fi um, like fix a family miracle because she doesn't even know where to start at first so she's like okay well don't i i need some more info so she actually goes to dolores because like well like i don't know where to start but the uh my cousin who hears everything uh as like has it's uh she's bound to know something and then she goes to dolores and pretty much um she tells uh she tells maribel to i guess she noticed that luisa was a little bit off so she goes to Luisa, and I guess um, Lisa's. I guess Lisa noticed when, um, whenever um, Maribel said that there was like the magic was kind of like in the cracks were like acting up, she started feeling weak, which for uh, for Lisa is pretty new, because she she's she's usually strong all the time, um, and then they make like this little musical number that pretty much um, all the expectations and everything like go to her um so she's super strong and she can do that but it, it causes like a big emotional toll on her uh so much that like i don't know like she she, she feels like she can't really enjoy i guess like herself and like because she's always just like worried about expectations and then um the way um like she can't show weakness or emotion or anything because she has to be strong. Yeah, pretty much. So she can't really be like she can't really have fun because she always has to be strong. Great song too. Oh yeah, it was. Um, what's it called? Surface pressure. No, yeah, uh, I was looking more into like the the actress who sang it. Um, like if you look at her in between like how she looks like Luisa, she looks like nothing like Luisa, but like the way she sings it, like I guess like it makes it she the way she would like grunt and like the I guess she really sung the way her character like in all aspects. Yeah. 
because she, she was like she's like a small petite girl but lisa is like a tall like buff girl so like the way she like she's saying uh definitely kind of reflected uh as if like she was like tall big person singing mm-hmm. which i kind of liked um and then when it came to like the like the soft-spoken um parts of when she whenever she's singing it kind of reflected more about um Luisa, how she kind of felt on the inside where she didn't always want to feel strong. She just kind of wants to, like, have fun. Um, And then pretty much Luisa tells um, Maribel about um, what she overheard from the grown-ups, which I kind of found funny just because, like, she, I feel like she's almost already grown-up as it is. Yeah, so she's when 19, she's like, and she's like, oh, yeah, the grown-ups. Like, what? <laughs> I was like, he's like, you're, you're a grown-up too. <laughs> Um, she tells that she oversees the grown-ups talking about like Bruno so Maribel doesn't really know much about Bruno but it's just pretty much um, if you want to know more about like why the Encanto's in danger um, you're gonna have to find out a little bit more about Bruno so she goes up to his tower um, and then pretty much in Bruno's tower, she finds like these little kind of glass shards, uh, which is just, I guess, um, Bruno had a vision of Maribel and he didn't understand it very well. But um, I guess with Bruno and his visions, like everybody didn't like his power because it just like every every premonition that he had, people just take it negatively. Um, but that wasn't really his fault or anything. It's just that, like, he would predict, um, like, somebody's goldfish would die, or this guy would get fat, this guy would get bald, or um, this, um, I guess he predicted that her um, Isabella would always be perfect, and, like, uh, what was it, Dolores's, I guess, like, the lover, love of her life, I guess? It, would be engaged to another woman. So like when he whenever he had Maribel's um vision he knew that if anybody found out about Maribel's vision that they would kind of like ostracize Maribel. Mm-hmm. So instead of putting Maribel who was just a kid at the time like making her go through that he was just like you know what I'm just I'm just gonna dip and like I'm just like uh, I'm just gonna like take any blame or anything like have them like I guess have them ostracize Bruno himself rather than ostracize Maribel and I kind of jumped ahead a little bit from that point because <laughs> he, um, uh, Mirabel finds that only finds out this information when he goes over and meets Bruno, um, and then that's when she has the, uh, has that kind of like revelation where it's like, well, I need like you saw the vision, but I need to kind of see more to know how to fix it. So she like asks Bruno to, I guess, make another vision, and what she does. Um, but I guess the vision that he had, it's not a, 
so it was like a two-part kind of like it wasn't a certain vision like the future wasn't really like locked in place because i guess the vision kind of portrayed a picture of maribel in front of the casita but one with the cracks all over and another one without so it was like one of those um like I have one of them. I don't know what they're called. It's just like those those pictures that you have. If like you move it, like to, yeah, it looked like one of like it looked like one of those. So like when you move it a little bit to the left and right, it would show like one with cracks and one 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 it wasn't. Um, but pretty much that the fate of the the Encanto and the Casita pretty much um, it was all up to Maribel to fix, and then. The vision portrayed, um, I guess, it, 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 in the beginning, it showed a little um, yellow flower on, not yellow butterfly on like a plant. And then it went over to Maribel hugging her sister. But her and her sister, um, I guess, don't get along very well because uh, everything pretty much goes Isabella's way. But whenever Maribel's like um, included in it, um, everything kind of gets a little bit wonky. So that's why, like, um, even between a, uh, her, uh, Maribel and her grandma, it's kind of a bit estranged because um, her her abuela just kind of thinks she's kind of in the way because she kind of, like, puts this pressure on, like, everybody because, like, ever, like everybody's gift needs to contribute to, like, the miracle and to the Encanto. So like pretty much like since Maribel doesn't have a power or anything, she does she feels like she Maribel's kind of in the way. Um and I kinda lost track there. <laughs> I forgot where I, I I left off. Uh but I I forgot um I didn't mention the the Guzmans, mm -hmm. which is another family um from the village um that gets gets brought up because uh around the same time as um, antonio's gift ceremony um it was also isabella's and a guy named mariano mariano guzman's um like engagement uh, but you find out that isabella doesn't actually want to be engaged with um mariano it's just because she was just doing it because just to make the abuela happy, mm -hmm. which is which kind of happens. You kind of like do shit just because you want to just do it for the family. Um. So like pretty much after that, she 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 does she never really confided anybody. She just kind of accidentally like let us slip to Maribel. Um. So like they end up like making up a bit as sisters. But, like, Abuela, like, seeing this is just more like Maribel, like, it's pretty much she started blaming Maribel more. Yeah, you tainted because, her. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, she's no longer perfect. And then now Luisa is no longer strong. And pretty much, like, all this, like, every, all this that's happening is because of you. And then Maribel's like, no, it's not because of me. It's like, I like i like she loves her family she wouldn't do anything to hurt the family and it's pretty much she started blaming Ab abuela i was like you don't think 
I'll see that she'll ever be good enough. But even with like her sisters and the rest of her family, like she doesn't even think they're good enough either. Um, and then pretty much from then, like because of that um, confrontation, the the cracks start like appearing all over, and then like the casita and the candle eventually like go out, and and all the cracks, and then like the casita's no longer. Um, which I also didn't mention <laughs> the thing, the casita that they live in is pretty, uh, uh, what's the word? Autonomous, autonomous. Uh, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> so like what it, it has feelings. It can move high. It can move and do whatever, um, whatever it could around its house. And then pretty much when, um, the candle went out, it pretty much stopped being alive. It just turned into like a, a regular broken house. Um, and then because the Encanto got um, like destroyed, the the mountains that were there, I guess, opened up a bit. So um, after like doing all this, pretty much uh, Maribel kind of like ran away, um, and she ended up being. Um, around the river where um i guess where abuelo pedro um died and then um what's it oh her name's alma like alma like just goes there because she hasn't been there since like whenever he died he hasn't been there because as soon as like he died that's when like the encanto happened and the mountains happened so she hasn't been like at that location for like all that time um and then that's when you kind of find out um because she she didn't really tell anybody but it, it was really hard for her um because like all this that she wanted like all this encanto and then living there with and then making like all this children and whatever she didn't really plan on doing it by herself she she planned on like having like a life with her husband that she loved but it just got taken a little prematurely and all she left was kind of grief and then the only thing that she had left was her children and this miracle that was given because of her husband um and then um they kind of uh, maribel sees that and forgives um forgives um the grandma and then pretty much when uh, they they pretty much at the end they build up uh, they just make another house because it's just like it, it never really was the point of um, like everybody have powers and everything it was just like a byproduct pretty much the gift um, the gifts what the gift wasn't what made the people is just the people is just what were the gifts. Um, and then whenever they finished making the house, um, it became alive again. And since Maribel never got um, a room of her own, I, everybody just gave her, I guess, the initials of her name. But I also construed it as like an M for their last name for Madrigal. So I was like, it's like, it just ended up working that way. So it's either M for Madrigal or M for Maribel. Um, and then, like, after they did that, like, the Encanto came back and everybody got her power, everybody got their powers back. And, and yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums up, um, what happened. 
Yeah. But it was, it was good. It was a good movie. So I was going to say earlier with the um, the Abuela thing. Off the top of your head, what is the Abuela's power? So as far as I understood, um, her power was um, the Encanto. So pretty much like she was kind of like the original person to get the power because of because uh, i don't think the abuelo had the power because like he died and that died triggered um and then with um the her grief and then him dying ended up creating all this so, and then it was it wasn't when until like she realized that she was hurting the encanto um the candle went out because uh, she was kind of the one also doing the damage to the Encanto of all the hostility she was kind of doing so that's what was creating all these cracks so when she kind of realized she was the one that's when it got broke so I think her power would be something more tied down to the candle if I had to say so the, the running theory is that she doesn't actually have a power she's just the caretaker of the candle okay and all the power comes from the candle and you know as generations go they do the whole ceremony thing so seeing her treatment of mirabelle doesn't have the powers that she that the rest of the family does who is basically in the same position as the grandmother and seeing how she treats her people were like that's kind of fucked but the theory is she's set to be the next like matriarch the next candle holder basically Okay, that that's that sounds a little bit um close to what I was thinking, but I I just thought a little bit more differently. Yeah. But I I did think along the lines where it's just like, um, it like I what I thought that she kind of had candle powers, mm. and pretty much um Maribel didn't get a power because she's gonna carry on that candle power or like control over the candle, um. Whenever Abuela dies, she would be the next, um, I guess, the matriarch, is what I would say. There's also a theory of um, Mirabel was actually supposed to have a power. And if you watch, like, you know, when Antonio does his ceremony, um, you know, the grandmother says, you know, whatever she says, the ritual thing that she does. And he's holding the candle the whole time. He has his hands on it. And then he has to go up to the door and turn the knob. So people think that putting your hand on the candle absorbs magic into you and then opening your door with that magic kind of cements what your power will be. But yeah. when if you watch and people say, oh, she, she cleans, it, she cleans her hands. Yeah, because because Disney's yeah. stickler for details. She actually yeah. wipes her hands on her dress before she opens her door and then her yeah, door disappears. Je- <laughs> Jess noticed that. <laughs> And she was just like, oh, she wiped her hand. That's why I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how could that? Like, she just, like, she, oh, but I don't know. And then there's kind of, also, I the, understand. Yeah, there's also the, you know, the representation of, like, um, different aspects of a toxic family that Disney implemented in this movie. Like, the grandmother is, uh, you know the the head of household the, the matriarch who started off you know well-intentioned but over time cared less about the well-being of her family members and more about what they look like to the public 
like status. What they could contribute. Yeah. Yeah. And then Louisa, she's the older sibling that has to shoulder but, everything. That was very on. What threw me off? Sorry for interrupting. Is just that like they made Louisa like the middle child. Yeah. I feel like she should have been like the older child. Like usually a lot of like at least with like um like with latin culture it's like a lot of like all of that like responsibility and everything goes to like the oldest so it looks like so it what kinda... they did was instead of making it that way they took basically two aspects of what is expected of the older child to be 100 perfect and to be uh the strong one in charge of everything and just split it between the two older sisters yeah so isabella got the, the perfect and Louisa got to, to shoulder all the responsibility and everything. Yeah. And then there's um, Bruno and, and Mirabelle are both supposed to be like the black sheep that everyone blames problems on. Yeah. Um, What is this guy's name? Camilo? Yeah, Camilo. He's supposed to be the... um. Like, there's always going to be one member of the family that tries to be lighthearted and make jokes of everything, the, even when he, when he should The clown. Yeah. The, yeah. The me. <laughs> yeah, like, I was going to say that. It's like, the you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it, there's, there's, like, you can look it up. People go, like, really in-depth as to, like, what they each represent and all that. Um, yeah. And did you guys also notice that the guy that Isabella was supposed to marry kind of looks like a, a buffer version of the grandfather? Um, I sort of noticed it, but he's kind of, I thought the grandpa was a little oh. bit darker. Um, but I mean, like, I guess a little bit, Yeah, but, but I didn't, like when, I didn't when think, you think so about though. the fact that the grandmother kind of set him, set it up. She chose every, like who Isabella was going to marry. You know, like she basically chose her own husband again. <laughs> And that might be like a subconscious thing, you know, but it, it would be odd for Disney to design them so similar, because as I said before, Disney's a stickler for details like that. I don't know. I didn't really see that, but like I wouldn't get past them if I they did that. I I just think they look completely different. It's just like, um, oh, they look different, but it's, it's close enough. Yeah, but I also think it's just because, like. The ethnicity, they're, hey, they're... whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to go much into detail about it, but I, I just like, I think they're a lot different, but they just have like this same ethnic features, is mm. what I want to say. Mm. I mean, that that could be it, one hundred percent. I'm just, yeah, you know, just throwing things yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a theory. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. game theory. All right. Yeah. Uh, so you you seen this before you brought it up yes okay so I, so I let's not start with you then let's start with jay since jay. it was his first time watching it yeah, yeah so yeah. What, what are your thoughts buddy um well for one i love the movie nice number one i, I definitely am probably gonna rewatch it later just to go back and catch all the stuff that i kind of missed Oh, uh, oh yeah! You yeah. can catch all the times that Bruno's in the background. Yeah. Um. The like, 
not as much like how do i put this i necessarily don't relate to the movie at all but i can understand because i've had friends that have been in similar situations like this but without like the um like with all the the powers and stuff but it shows the different traits of the family you know you know siblings fight mm. don't get along all the time it's a natural thing oh yeah you know and so i there's not really much for me to explain because i think you two kind of just like hit everything like on the head but overall i enjoyed the movie it was a fun watch and I really like music. <laughs> music is fucking busted in this movie, bro. <laughs> oh my god. So good. So, I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Absolutely. Would watch again. If you didn't, if you didn't know, I think the singer, uh, oh, not the singer, the songwriter, who mm-hmm. made, um, like, one of their, um, like, one of, like, the, the, the Don't Talk About Bruno song, which was, like, on the top 100 billboards. For like the fifth week in a row or something, uh, I I think no pressure was like eighth. I'm not. I wasn't sure, um, but I the the songwriter who made it also like did uh, songs in Moana and Zootopia, I believe, and then a lot of the cast. Um, like not like the I mean like as far wait, as like the direct wait, wait, the directors on. I'm sorry hold on, hold on. my guy really yeah. just said yeah he he also did like Moana and uh, Zootopia like bro it was Lin Manuel Miranda the man who wrote Hamilton the man who starred oh, I... in Hamilton was he? I don't I didn't look I didn't just, know he, it, he was in Hamilton too guys, so he was Hamilton he played Alexander Hamilton he wrote the show and he played him. That's cool. <laughs> he just downplayed my my man's whole career. It's like, yeah, he did some stuff for Moana. <laughs> I don't know his career very well. I know him. I only know him through his works through Disney. But I mean, if he did Hamilton and direct, and it was in it, um, I can imagine he. That's why he's so good. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I didn't mean to downplay him. Like I I just Jesus. don't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I think this one's pretty funny. <laughs> you guys ever watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? I have. Yes. Yeah. You know that's that, that's Mita Bell. Yeah. I always I always find it funny. Like, um, everybody loves her personality. In Brooklyn Nine Nine, but when it comes to her actual personality, it's like they, they don't Pol- they don't like it as much. Yeah. yeah, they're like polar opposites. I was shocked when I found out that it was her playing Mita Bell because it sounds nothing like her. That's great voice work. Oh yeah. Uh, what about you, James? What, what's your thoughts? Um. Well, unlike Jay, what brought me to this uh, movie because um, a lot of their culture is actually a lot of the culture that I have. Wow, um, really? Like they can't, yeah. <laughs> Which is why I picked it. Uh, 
it's it it took place in Colombia, so like that's a major part of my culture. Um, so like that was like one of the, one of the main things that brought it up to me, and I can under um, when I it, that was just like all even I guess all the food that they had, like I've had all that food. Bro, tell me those arepas didn't look delicious. They're effing delicious. They looked so good. <laughs> they, work now? The things that, that Mirabel's mom was making. The arepas oh, yeah. con queso? Oh, that like she, she would make them, the little circular things that give it to the It's people, oh, like smack. Yeah. It's like crack. It's yeah. so good. Oh my god. <laughs> I've been to I've Colombia. I would like, eat those all the time. Sorry, Jay? I've been, I've been to Colombia. I like it there. Nice. Yeah. It's just humid all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I I haven't gone since I was five. I wanted to go again. I still like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, I bet it's changed so much. <laughs> mm. I barely ever left um, my state. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, apart from that, um, later I did I did like this movie a lot. Um, I would still, uh, I would rate it an eight, though. Um, not as high as J. Um, uh, I I feel like it it makes me. I it's I heard that there might make a series. Yeah. For it, they, um, I, it. I hope so. Like I know you find out little bits and pieces. I know. Um, if you didn't know that, um, Luisa's room. Um, they didn't really show or anything about it, but in her room, I guess there's like a book that was kind of like canon to the story. Um, and then you see a little glimpse of um, Lisa's room and she has like a circus, like a little circus, little theme kind of thing going on in her room. So like it kind of like what you kind of saw a little bit from um, whenever she was singing the No Pressure song. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of like a l- little glimpse and theme of that is like her room so it's just pretty much everything that she kind of like doesn't really show or hide um it's like in her room so like i, I do hope that they do like a little series to kind of portray that and yeah. like a little bit more details into like each more of the characters more about like i would rather also know a little bit more about bruno and how like um I don't think we mentioned it, but um, Dolores ends up um, getting together with um, Ariano uh, because that's the, the that was the guy um, that she uh, that he was the one that was engaged to somebody else, and that somebody else was the sister. So now that they're no longer together, the night can be with Dolores. Yeah, I, I was looking up about them doing the series. Um, apparently, the last update they had for like how they would want to go about it was them saying they wanted Dolores to be the main character. I don't know how I feel about that because I didn't find yeah. her super interesting. So to have it like a, a new story from her point of view, it was like, uh, I would like yeah. it if they just kept it as Mirabelle and then adventures with her family. Mm, they who, could who, be... knows? who knows? Could be. I wouldn't mind that. I just, oh. I just don't find Dolores super, you know, super exciting as a character. Like what her power is to be nosy. I I think it'd be better if they did like a little kind of shorts of each character. <laughs> that would be. I cool, think yeah. that also. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. And then, 
um, maybe like not do like another like Maribel as a, as a star. It's just kind of like she's kind of like a little in the background, but it's just like everything kind of goes on how it does. Mm-hmm. And then maybe who knows, there'll be another Encanto too. But I mean, I don't know. We'll just see. They just make Antonio the main character, and it's just fucking. It's basically a remake of Go Diego Go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Did you guys know that uh, the Toucan? Um, they, I didn't know his name, so I had to look it up. But the Toucan that Tony has, Pico, is voiced by Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was crazy. I was like, wow. I didn't even think that. I was like, that's crazy. I didn't even think much of the Toucan. <laughs> it was just kind of like, it was just there. It's like Bruno was voiced by uh, John Leguizamo. It was like yeah. huge for Spanish people basically a lot of the act uh, like all the actresses were um, Colombian actresses yeah and a lot of them uh, well not, not a lot but a couple of them um, did the Spanish dubbing for the film as well when it was released in Spanish speaking countries yeah they just redid it themselves instead of hiring another actor I think that for the singing they would have to replace them uh, but the speaking I know the grandmother yeah sure. the grandmother yeah and um Mina Bell's mom for sure and i think maybe yeah. one other one that was the only thing that kind of like was uh, like a little bit that kind of offset me like compared to like coco like um i wish maribel was able to do the spanish dub or else like i would have liked the spanish dub more because um, like we, when they did, whenever um, they did the Spanish stuff for Coco, a lot of like the same people yeah. just like it just it was they were the same people doing the Spanish dub, the same doing the English dub. Yeah. So like when I ever heard it in Spanish, it sounded just as good because even when they sung the songs, they were also in Spanish and like they also sound good, sounded good. It, even at times a little bit better compared to whenever they sang it in English. Oh, definitely. I heard the comparison of. Um when like the grandmother was on stage that one scene yeah yeah that, that was really good so and that was like spanish. the only thing that was that was the only thing that threw it off because i was like it's a spanish like it's a spanish movie kind of like uh, coco was so like i wish it was they did a little bit um more detail in that um in that aspect because that's something i kind of expected whenever like they did coco they kind of set the bar right there have you seen so coco i kind of no uh, we we gotta watch that sometime too. That's Co- like oh, Coco and, and um Book of Life. Oh, Book of Life yeah. is fucking amazing. Yeah, I have, I have, I own both of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually loved Book of Life, oh, and so then good. when Coco came out, and I actually still like Book of Life better. Yeah. Uh, but the I think the music is is better at Coco for sure. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's a musical yeah. movie. Book of Life yeah. isn't. Yeah. Um, so you gave it an eight, yeah. And Jay, you gave it an nine. Nine. I think. A nine. Um, yes. I think when I first watched it, and like I watched it when it first came out, I was ecstatic about like the references to the culture and stuff. I I think if this would have been my first time watching it, I probably would have said ten, just because I was happy about that kind of stuff, like the representation. Yeah. Um, but you know, ignoring. The representation stuff and just basing it on what the movie is i'd probably say like an eight it's it's pretty yeah. good 
know, it's not like the best their... thing I've ever seen, but <laughs> all their all their reference at all Colombians like coffee. <laughs> even yeah, even the little kid is like fucking <laughs> yeah. tweaking. I mean, it's true, but <laughs> <laughs> still. But it, it's it's a very relatable movie. Like the first time I heard Surface Pressure, I, I like I was on the brink of tears. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. You sent it to me immediately too. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how originally how I found out about Encanto. <laughs> and I was like, I'll just wait and eventually I'll watch it. And sure enough. <laughs> yeah. But that that song goes hard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I feel like the don't talk about Bruno hits a lot harder. <laughs> for, it, at least the, for a lot of people. It's just catchier. That one's like yeah. the earworm one. But like, yeah. surface pressure is the one that like kind of hits you. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're talking about that aspect, yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially like being the older sibling and like relating to that so hard. It's like, oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. But all around, like, it seems we all really liked it. It was a great movie. I'm, I'm hoping to see a series or, I don't, I don't know how they can do a sequel. I think a sequel you... wouldn't work very yeah. well. Yeah. The series would work better. Do you ever catch like little details, like when, I, like how Felix would know that, like how, like emotionally unstable, um, yeah. Peppa was. So, like, whenever, like, she knew, like, she was like gonna like be upset, he would like offer her orange juice or like get her a coffee or like yeah. calm her down right away. I, I thought how, that was very cool. How Camilo, um, and and we don't talk about Bruno. He's he references him having a seven foot frame, and the reason he thinks of Bruno as being so tall is because when he saw him last, he was like five years old, so he was mm-hmm. tiny, and Bruno looked huge to him, and that's what's in his memory. Ah. And he like uh, it, he, he's constantly making fun of his father for being short. Like he shapeshifts into his, into his father like half size at one point in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then you get the Bruno reveal of what Bruno really looks like, and he's shorter than the father. <laughs> but meanwhile, he's like he's seven foot tall. <laughs> oh. I was just surprised that Maribel never saw Bruno, considering like him and Cam- uh, Camilo and Maribel are the same age. Yeah, I, I think it's just like she was so young. Um. And he was like kind of ostracized already by the family. That as soon as he got that vision, he just left. He had he, he avoided her, so she really doesn't know much about him. Probably, yeah. Uh, but anyone have anything else to add before I jump into what we'll be watching next? You have the floor, I think. Yes, sir. All right. So last week, Jay brought us arcane and that had some you know family dynamic stuff happening like with jinx and Vi, you know that and, was that was and, the clash and nine out of nine annie awards <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, but they had their clash there was the whole you know adoptive father thing that happened losing both of her adoptive fathers when it came to, to jinx um the tension of the family ties then we get to this and you know more of a wholesome story but still like straining family relationships and that kind of thing so i thought it would be a good idea to like keep going with um like the family vibes you know uh but i i I wanted to keep it more wholesome so my choice for what we would be watching 
next week uh, was a lie. We're watching Elfin Lied. You bastard. <laughs> you know, believe it or not, this was actually on my list of things to suggest. <laughs> I love this shit. I wish this shit like it's fucking like people drink coffee. <laughs> I could I couldn't get past the first episode. <laughs> you gotta learn the date. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> you gotta join us for a watch party. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you gotta learn the date, buddy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I only know like some context of what it is, not much. Oh, this shit's so good. I mean, if you can't watch it because it's like too gory for you, too gory I, I, I for you, I understand. Yeah, no, I it's I I've seen more gory stuff at this point. I mean, you guys made me watch another. <laughs> it's not. It wasn't anything <laughs> near that though. But I'm just saying, like I'll just push through it. It's been on my list to watch. But at the same time, I mean, like, I'm not like, I wasn't in a hurry to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, content warning. This is a show that has blood. Rated gore, M for mature. Um, couple titties here and there. Like, don't let your kids watch this without parental supervision. <laughs> it's parental good, vision is advised. <laughs> it's good, though. I, I've seen it, I think, twice. And then this will be number four. Nice. Don't quote me on that. Maybe number three. And James has watched one episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen one episode and a couple clips of other things that happened. Uh, you know, it, it was a toss up between this and fucking Chobits, and those are two totally like, <laughs> opposite sides of the spectrum. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I'm going for Elf and Lead. I think you picked a better one. Because <laughs> I, I watched Chobits, so I actually don't remember much. I, I, like I really, I, it's just kind of boring, honestly. It's it's a good show, but it's like I don't think it would be good for the podcast. It's like so wholesome. Yeah. I, I feel like it would be it's more wholesome than this, but almost like it's too wholesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we're done here. Uh, tune in next week for that, where um, James will get queasy. <laughs> yeah. Making people uncomfortable is someone's specialty, and it's yeah. not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, look forward to it. And that's it for now. Have a good one. See Bye. you next week. Bye.